Dave, how are you? <laughs> we need to relive a night that we had together recently. We do. It's the last time we saw each other, and um, and there's just so much to get into. I don't even know. I guess. Well, the the first thing that happens is that we find out that we're going to the San Vicente bungalows. Exactly. Which is a thrill because that's a, a, a exclusive club that I'll right. never be invited back to ever, ever. Me either. I saw to it. Um, okay, so. I got an invite mm-hmm. uh, right. on, Before we show on Twitter. Up, this is the first first thing that happened. Saying and 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 uh, listener, this is not this is not the world that I am in. So I, I feel okay bringing it up just because it is so utterly weird. Mm-hmm. But I get an uh, a DM uh, from from someone who I don't know but know on Twitter saying Piper Parabo is having dinner. Uh, and she's got a new a new social media thing that she wants to talk about, and she wants you to be there. And I was like, certainly you have me confused, <laughs> probably with the manager of Coldplay who also has my name. But like, sh- sure, yes, absolutely, I'll go. And uh, and so he sets me up with like her people, and, and it ends up being at the San Vicente bungalows. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so so we end up going to the San Vicente bungalows to talk about a new social media platform. Right. Um, which we won't name partially because I don't remember the name of it. Um, and well, the uh, first thing, would you like to explain what it does? Well, before we even find out what it does, we're in, we're ushered into this little room that's, you know, like a library Mm -hmm. and there's, I don't know, maybe 25 people there. Yeah. And we see Piper Parabo, we see Amanda Decadne, we see Deborah Messing lounging in the corner. Yeah. Uh, we Carrie, see Washington. Carrie Washington leaning on the table. Yeah, it's star-studded. Reach, Dave Holmes reaching is with for me. A, for a, a nice brie. Yeah, um, yeah. And a- then we're and, us. and then we're talking alone and just having anxiety attacks. What's happening? Should we leave? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Piper Parabo comes over to us and says, "Hi guys. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Just want you to know we're going to get started soon. Yeah. If you want to move toward the group and join the group." Mm-hmm. We don't move toward the group or no. join the group. No. Because 10 seconds later, a voice uh, comes bellowing over the din uh, saying, uh, MySpace, Facebook, Friendster, uh, SoundCloud. I was an investor of all of them. This one's bigger uh, than the rest. Can you all quiet down? Uh, and it's this guy just talking about uh, whatever this social media platform is and how it'll help you leverage yep. your uh, influence. And scalability. And, and, oh, scalability is obviously a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And all of these things that are just like like words out of a bag. You can't grab onto a, a single Not a, m- moment or a meaning of anything. No. And he's draped a- across the fi- the fireplace mantle like a scarecrow with a yeah. baseball cap on. Yeah, way down his face. So it's... 12 minutes before I realize it's Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Yes. Just talking about this social media platform and, uh, and why it's like, you know, listen, we're just, you know, we're, we're talking about the, it's a superpower and, you know, we, we want to make sure that the right people have the superpower at the very beginning, which I guess includes us. And, and then he's like, so let's be fair. Well, I don't, I don't know that it does. I don't understand any of it. So then he's like, let's, uh, so CEO of, uh, of this thing, come on up. And then the CEO gets up and 
is like, thank you all for being here. Thank you, Ashton. And just once again, scalability and, and leveraging and influence and- right. uh, And still and, we're all going, but what is it? Simply yeah. what is it? Yeah, literally what is it? And how do I get there? And how do I use it? Right. No answers. Nope. Four different people got up and spoke and everybody had different words. I still don't know what the thing And they is. keep saying, and if you have any questions, jump in. And I yeah. keep saying, is it <laughs> is it too base for me to just raise my hand and say, but what what is it? What is it? And why, why are we here? Yeah. Deborah Messing got up and spoke a few words about how important it's been for her to leverage her influence using scalability. Yes. And then it, because again, this is a small group. She is like, actually, I'd like to ask Ashton because he has such a, he has a massive platform, yeah. you know, how do you actually do the segmenting within your, 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 your community group? And you, and, and Ashton's like, what you do is you open up your settings and you go to the drop down menu on the left. And then he's just, now we're just in like Ashton Kutcher's <laughs> giving like grandma, a, like a tutorial on how to use her phone. Yeah. And she was really absorbing it. She was like, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, okay. Yeah. I got it. Another another great moment for me was uh, one of the uh, one of the the sort of bigwigs at this social media thing, whatever it is, uh, got up and said, you know, it, it is social media, but because of the way that we leverage and scale, uh, it will be less hostile to women. Immediately, Ashton Kutcher's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing about women on this platform, <laughs> and immediately just takes over the conversation. Doesn't let her say another yep. word. Yeah. So, oh, and then by the way, on the way out, there's somebody else there, kind of waiting for his Uber or something in the in the vestibule area of the uh, San Francisco. Sente bungalows. And, uh, and I was like, so you weren't at that thing, right? To this guy. Mm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so, uh, can I ask just a really basic question? And he goes, sure. What the fuck is it that we were talking about and how to use it? And he goes, oh, uh, lists. Yeah. Like as though that was supposed to make, like it was in, he was involved somehow and was offended that I was asking just the very basic question of what it was or how it worked. Right. And then came back to me with the word lists. I, st- I don't know what it is. So since then they've gotten back to me and said, well, you know, if you'd like to use this superpower. And I was like, I, I, I think I do. I don't know what it is. I beg you to use it I'm gonna, simply so we can find out. What I really it. should do it. I really should do it. But if it means like Carrie Washington and Deborah Messing, I have to go on Twitter and say like, you guys text me like they've done in these videos. I don't right. know if that's a thing that I'm willing to do. I'd love for you to do it. Okay. Well, you might have convinced me. So use whatever this social media platform was. Uh, if, if you find your influence to be unleveraged and, and you need to do some, some scaling, some basic scalability. I don't, I still, yeah, I don't have a fucking clue, but we got to go to the San Vicente bungalows and uh, drinks for free. What so, a treat. Yeah. That was a joy. Speaking of treats mm. and joy. Okay. Uh, and adventures. Yeah. Today's guest, this is a very, very special episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, today's guest is Dan O'Cherney. Yeah. Uh, who is an esteemed music video director. Sure. We talk a lot about the VMAs because at the most recent VMAs, he directed, I think, multiple videos that were all up for multiple awards. Yeah. Celebrated. Yes. Uh, And I also have a uh, history with him. He's your ex-boyfriend. That we are going to discuss. Yeah. In this show. Yeah. And uh, he, I was kind of nervous going in. We have barely had FaceTime or like a proper conversation even since we broke up when when we were children by the way um but this was surprisingly cathartic and i mean he is just so i have nothing but love for him and so great uh and and he's a brilliant director and you should check out all his videos if you haven't seen them i'm nervous now just reliving this moment oh it was great you have nothing to be nervous about it's all over now that's right it's dan o'cherney and he's coming up next 
with Dan O'Cherney. Hi, hi. Hi there. How's it going? Great. So exciting to be here. We can't believe you're here. I know. Congratulations on your uh, video music award. Thank you. Where is it displayed? Um, You know what? The director doesn't get one. Shut up. For real. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, the one person who made the video. Um, But yeah, so the artist got it. Wow. Well, because you were nominated, you were were worked on multiple videos that were nominated. Exactly. Can you name all the nominations? All of them? Absolutely. Please. Um, So I was nominated for Best Director for LSD Video, Uh um, which is is Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo. Uh Um, And that got like three nominations on its own. And then separately, I did a video with the Chainsmokers and BB Rexa for Call You Mine. And that was nominated and won for Best Dance Video. Great. So you are a VMA winner, just not in possession of the actual VMA. No, not yet. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. crazy. I know. It, this is so full circle because you're Mr. MTV well, VJ. was. And, th- and Matt is like part of my old life. So this is... There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. There's, there's a, a lot, lot to here. discuss. Yeah, it's this so cool. This is your life. Can this you is my life me? looking back at me. Yeah. So wh- I feel like we should talk music first and let's do it can you just name drop artists that you've worked with i know it's a long list sure um so i've worked with all kinds of artists um galantis l king the chain smokers bb rexa halsey sia diplo labyrinth uh rabel oh i'm gonna forget so many uh john bellion uh Jason Derulo, Pentatonix, so many, yeah. Wow, you are you are right in there. I'm in there, yeah. You're Not the preeminent music video director of our time, perhaps. And you cannot, time will tell. You cannot answer this question with any of those artists. But who do you listen to? Out of oh no, besides those artists, yeah. Um, I listen right now. I've been listening a lot to Lana, sure. Ray. Um, I'm still obsessed with Leaky Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, her album from a few months ago. Um, I honestly, because I'm so inundated with music and tracks throughout the week, I listen to like classical music yeah. or like solfeggio frequencies. I'm very weird, like, because there's so much going on in my ears that sometimes I just need a little vacation. Understood. Yeah. But then Ulana is so out of control. Good. It's, it's, Ugh, it's so dreamy. Yeah. It's, it just fits every setting. It's like waking up, sun setting, yeah. you know, a drink, a smoke, whatever you got. It's yeah. perfect. You introduced me to Cat Power, who has become my favorite singer. Uh, I just saw Cat Power at Yola Dia. Did you go? Uh, no, I was out of town. Oh, Th- this is a festival. Amazing. Yeah. With her and Hole? Um, Courtney Love oh, Courtney performed, Love. yeah, and Leaky Lee actually was the headliner, and like Megan The Stallion, a bunch of people, but yeah, Cat Power, she's still shy as ever. Sure. <laughs> she, oh, but the first, when I, I saw her with you, yeah. this was the, during the great, this was at the peak of her like Moment. troubles, yeah, and she left the stage for like an hour of the show, and we because we someone like applauded during something the middle of a song or something that yeah. threw her off. Wow. How was Courtney? Courtney is 
a fucking legend. She is. The voice, you know, is growing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're being kind. I am. Maybe you'll direct her next video. Oh, I would love to. Would you love to? I would. There's like legit like icons that I, you know, not necessarily fans of their music, but just because they are who they are. It's like, yeah, I want to get in on that while they're still around. Um, anything on your DVR at the moment or what are you binging TV wise? Oh my gosh. I'm such a nerd. I just binged watch Dark Crystal. Oh, how was it? How was it? It is so good. Really? It really is. And it's so not my thing. I'm not like a, uh, Lord of the Rings guy or Mm -hmm. like anything fantasy, but it's so well done. Um, and it's actually like a little like Game of Thrones. It's really dark. Like main characters get killed off out of nowhere. It's not for children at all. Oh, wow. Um, and it's just amazing. I, I mean, for me, I'm such a fan of practical visual effects as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So that kind of Jim Henson world is so appealing to me. So to see that brought back on such a huge scale, I just love it. So can you talk about your evolution as a filmmaker when we we met when Dano was a student at American Film Institute. Yeah. Not to brag, but I was in his first <laughs> film there. That's how we and met. That is how audition. we met. Yeah. What was that film? <laughs> <laughs> it was called fif- 14 Minutes. 13 Minutes? 13 Minutes. 13 yeah. Minutes. And, and Matt wore a wig. Yeah. And had a British accent. <sighs> I was playing Ian Curtis. He was playing Ian Curtis. I told you at Ducky in London, they played, I don't know what, what level terrace terrace part. And I think I tried to tell you to make this connection on the dance floor, but it was loud. It was very loud. Anyway, I was tempted to bring the DVD just to (sighs) rub it in your face. But maybe next time. Why did you resist that temptation? I just wasn't sure if there would be like, place for like a sound bite or something but no, there's always a place maybe for i'll send to dave on the Burn. i think that's absolutely <laughs> what you ought to do yes i think real, so real Please. rough i have all those what were the music videos that you that made you be like i'm gonna do that someday were there oh. any or was it was oh, it yeah. just strictly movies no i mean i i feel like i grew up in like the moment of music videos just being at their peak um honestly a lot of like michelle gondry spike jones stuff um I still consider those some of the most amazing videos. Really, anything that Bjork has done, yeah. um, it's just so inspiring. I I think there was always this misconception for me that a music video is just like a performance. So when you saw another layer of that, it was just so exciting as a filmmaker and felt like there was less limitations than there are in other kinds of filmmaking. And looking back, I mean... From where I'm sitting, it makes so sense that this is sort of where you have landed, ended up. <laughs> because like it is so, it was so in you even then. Yeah, it felt like everything it, it, it was so visual, and music always played such an totally. important role. I've always loved music. I've never had my own musical talents, so I think this was my way of connecting to music was seeing visuals. Hmm. So it's just something that comes when I'm listening to sounds and maybe why I can't just listen to anything. Right. And you had another career before any of this happened. Yes. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I was a child actor. Um, it was pretty fun. Far Best out. known for 
best known for probably Children of the Corn Part Three. Mm-hmm. I was the main little villain, <laughs> and then I was in Fearless as well, um, which isn't a well-known film, but it's an excellent film with Jeff Bridges, directed by Peter Weir, was nominated for some Oscars. And, yeah. and I think one—I think one of your later acting credits you've done not <laughs> long for it. Oh, is, really? You're going to yeah, bring that up, please? <laughs> I'm not bringing it up. You can bring it up. Somebody bring it up. <laughs> is, that you when you were living in Czechoslovakia? Okay, I'll do it because you're gonna mess it up. I'm gonna so mess it up. I I had moved to Prague after high school. I was in a film program out there, and then I stayed for a couple years, just living out there. You know, I'd grown up in Los Angeles, and especially as a child actor, was kind of so inundated with the business at a young age that by the time I got out of high school, I'm like, wait, who am I? Like, where do I fit in? What do I have to say? Like, um, it felt so competitive already and so hard to overcome that I was like, I need to just get away. So I, I went to Prague, um, which is where my family's from. Um, and after I did some filmmaking, I decided to make some money out there. So there was some ap- opportunities for English speaking actors. And I got cast in an amazing film called The Prince and Me Part Two, <laughs> which I also have a horrible accent in. So I guess that's the revenge. <laughs> oh, you were doing a Bring It a British accent in that. You know what? They called it a soft transatlantic accent <laughs> because, like, the whole point is that she's like in Denmark or something. Well, the whole thing was like, I was going to be her American friend in Denmark. So she was like, but they want to make her more of a fish out of water. So literally the day before I got a phone call asking if I could do like a Danish accent. I was like, what? Tomorrow? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even know. Sure. And they were like, just do like a soft. So I don't know what it is. It's, it's a weird mix of Borat and Julie Andrews. <laughs> so, the Prince and Me? Part the Prince two. and Me Part 2. Part 2? Yeah. Don't rush out to see it or anything. Starring, so it was you opposite? Opposite some actors. Some, some actors. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The first one had Julia Stiles in it, and this was I the part you. two to it. So okay. it was a, Straight to um, DVD. And it was not the Julia Stiles character. It was a new... No, it was the same character. character. Played by a different actress. Right, 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 right. Do you still ever get weird messages from horror fans? I'm shocked how often I still get it. Just because I'm so much older and I don't look... I don't feel like I look like that guy anymore. Um, But I'll get it all the time. Yeah, I'll get weird people on social media... Being like, oh, I was so in love with you when you were 12 and killing people. (laughs) It's so – horror fans go so deep. and Because I I go down rabbit holes with the Nightmare on Elm Street series and I will track all of these actors. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And um, Yeah. Yeah, they did like an anniversary for it or something um, and they asked me to come speak at it and there was like people dressed up as my character like 40 year olds dressed up as 13 year old children Wow! you know just asking me all these questions like what'd you feel when you shot that scene and i'm like honestly i was 10 years old i have no idea and it was a good experience for you it was amazing like i i'm honestly one of those people who always had something in me creatively to express so even at a young age, I wasn't forced into acting. I literally just couldn't shut up and, you know, singing, dancing, doing the whole thing. So my mm-hmm. parents were like, here, do that. I haven't shut up since. Now let's talk Video Music Awards yes. in person. Yes. How was it for you? It was 
awesome and now, where was overwhelming. It um, oddly enough, it was in New Jersey this year oh, right. at the Prudential Center. Um, it was my first time doing red carpet, which was really fun. Um, so I had like a stylist friend dress me and the whole thing. Um, and I'm sure you know, Dave. But with the red carpet, it's like you basically like are lining up there for you to go. And there's like these girls with eraser boards basically like writing your name down. If someone more important comes, they erase your name. Oh, yeah. Write that down and you're like back in the line. So <laughs> I went with my agent. We literally were waiting like 40 minutes. So I'd be like, oh, you're next. And then the Jonas Brothers would come and, oh, you're next. Oh, Taylor Swift. And so finally it was like my chance to go. And I'm literally walking in and a bodyguard like tackles me, pushes me away. And it's the Hadid sisters and their bodyguards. They're not waiting for a fucking eraser board. They're just walking on there. The three women are like, you can't just do that. Like, you know, going crazy. Yeah. And so anyway, so they push me out after the Hadid sisters and all the photographers are still like trying to get pictures of them. So I'm just standing there on the red carpet. No one's looking at me. My age, you know, they're yelling like, you have to keep walking like there's other people. And I'm like, no, I'm going to stand here until someone takes my photo. So I did and maybe had like three photos or something. Hold your ground. Yeah, exactly. That is the most dehumanizing experience. It really was. On both sides. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Oh, it's like the red light district. You know it what I mean? Is. Like you're just, you're just kind of just debauchery. Everywhere. Both sides are yeah. just sort of standing there looking like, do you, Hey, you want to, you yeah. know, and then <laughs> either one can kind of go, no. And it's yeah. just, you just sort of have to let it go. It's true. Kind it's of heart palpitations. Awful. Just thinking about it. Oh my God. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And even, even while you're having a conversation, like, there are people that you want to be talking to. Oh, of course. Right? Exactly. So if you're talking to like, you know, the Denver post or something, not to like <laughs> diss the Denver post, but, it, but if there, you know, if there's like a national outlet yeah. and they have a minute, like you, you know, you're totally. going to want to go there. The person you're talking to is looking out for who else is there. It's like a conversation totally. at a terrible party. Exactly. Everyone's looking around at something else Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Okay. So once you cleared the red carpet nightmare, <laughs> who, who was the coolest person you got to meet? Coolest person I got to meet, um, gosh, I don't know. I, I saw Diplo there, which was fun. Mm-hmm. So we kind of hung out for a little bit. I met Lil Nas. He's so sweet. Oh, nice. Um, but I have to say, just like seeing that whole Missy Elliott performance up close was so oh, yeah. amazing. And I love Missy. Yeah. So that was a, a big moment for me. Wow. Did, did we did we do the after parties? Did we we did stay we went, out we all went, night? Yeah, we went to an after party. I mean, it was New York, so it was like a different place for me. But um, it was fun. My VFX artist, who was also nominated, came out as well, and my boyfriend was there. My agent, so we kind of had like a party you bus. Had your and, own entourage. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't even know who throws those things anymore. The record labels. I know, but like, who's the record labels anymore? Five yeah. record labels. Yeah. But this was Columbia. Okay. Records. All right. So, yeah. I know. It's weird, right? It's a whole new world. It really is. It, people say to me all the time, they're like, where do music videos even play anymore? Like, who pays for them? Like, right. right. People don't even know. We're kind of in a golden age of them because of- Really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I great hear more about that. ones are still being made. Yeah. Also, like- Mediocre ones are still being made, but it's like everything can live on YouTube and you can kind of. In that know? sense, yeah. 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 It a great is video amazing. can still elevate you. Yeah. The reach is really crazy. Right. 
And when one breaks through, it really breaks through. Like we were in Montreal and I, so I was like not really checking the internet, but yeah. I was like, something's happening with Normani and motivation. Yeah. <laughs> I, we need to see it. Well, I don't know what it is, but right. we have to see it. Right. Because it had just bubbled up to, it was just an undeniable yeah. video. Although is that single doing anything right now? No. So, no. I don't think the single is, but the video yeah. was great. Unreal. I love it. But you know, you have endless money and three days to make a video better be. And you have no money. So <laughs> who else do you want to work with? Oh my goodness. Um, I love FKA twigs. Oh yeah. She's so interesting. And her last video was amazing. Um, Lana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I basically just want to work with like cool people who want to take creative risks. Yeah. I'm really not, um, biased towards a certain genre of music. Um, yeah, do it all. Let's get you in there with cat power. Oh, that would be Make nice. It happen. I can't imagine that being a very um, thrilling video though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't ask for too, too much from her. No, I mean, you don't need too much more than just her, but that's all right. Folks, Mot- motivation by Normani. It's on week four. At number 66, peaked at number 33, last week at number 51, now at 66. Okay. What chart are we looking at? We're looking at the Billboard Hot 100. 100. Mm, Mm. The gold standard. Uh, That is a bummer because it's a fun song. Although, I haven't listened to it since like the day after I watched the video. It's so weird what hits and what doesn't. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes I'll have tracks I'm like, this is going to be huge. And then no one ever hears of it or stuff. I'm like, this is horrible. Who wants to listen to it? And it becomes huge. Yeah. What was your first video that really broke through? Um, my first was a video for Galantis. Um, they're an EDM group. Mm-hmm. And they came to me to kind of do all their visuals for their entire album. So that kind of became like my biggest foot in the... That was your calling card? and I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and because they kind of just trusted me to do weird stuff. So um, we had like a talking animal with like weird psychedelic lights oh, coming out of head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but now it's the LSD video. Now. What? Or, I mean, that, that would be sort of your new oh, yeah. calling card. Your new- I think so. I think so. I think it's like um, unique and it feels very much me. I, I definitely like, if I look back at anything, had the most creative control and got to do what I wanted to the most on LSD. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with Dan O'Turney. We're back. Dano. We've had a moment. Beautiful moment. Yeah, to check to check those charts. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Any other chart updates? Lizzo is still number one. Wow, that's great. Would not have imagined Truth Hurts would be the one that, uh, that went crazy? to number one first. Oh yeah, it's very strange. It's really circled back, huh? Uh, Juice seemed like such a no brainer, and yet one. that yeah. didn't really make any noise either. I mean, it did, but I don't know if it was if it charted. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm looking at my resources right now. <laughs> Let's so talk about your own charts. Yeah, you mentioned a boyfriend. Yes. What's going on there? Um, well, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> it's going to be almost three years. Yeah. Wow. In October. And I, I gather from Instagram you're 
cohabitating. We re- moved recently. Yeah, we like. just got a a little house in North Hollywood. Nice. Um, Where about? Uh, yeah, we're not gonna get into it. We'll talk what? about that later. I live in North Hollywood. Oh no way. Yeah. Um. Oh good. I need Valley friends. Good. I'm, I've been in the city forever, and so coming back to I grew up in the Valley. Yeah. So now I'm coming back. Um. But yeah, it's it's awesome. It's How great. did you meet? Um, funny, we met at a Halloween party. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who were you? I was, um, he contests this, but I was Jake Gyllenhaal from Brokeback Mountain. Uh-huh. He says it doesn't count because I was basically like in jeans and like a cute cowboy shirt and like, <laughs> that counts. like a jacket. Yeah, that I, just counts. Counts. I thought so. You made some effort. He, on the other hand, was Yoshi from Mario Kart. See, that's too much effort. Exactly. Yeah. So he had the full getup. Like, it was just his head sticking out. Um, Matt's like, what is Yoshi? I'm from trying to picture Yoshi. Yoshi. I'm like, what is a Yoshi? He's like oh, a that's dragon dinosaur or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, got it, got it, got it. Yes. But yeah, it was it was one of those weird, like, total love at first sight. Like, just looking across the room at each other. Yeah, I had eyes for Yoshi. Oh, we're do there are Yoshi fans. There we go. We've made it happen. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Very good. Yoshi. Yeah, yeah I can I see, see how it. you fall in love. I see it. Really. First glance. Beefy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what was your who who went up to who? Mm. He came up to me, which was part of the appeal as well. Um, what I thought was him just being really brazen and confident, just like came over and he's like, "I'm really attracted to you. I'd love to go on a date with you." Um, we're going to get married, like all this stuff. I was like, who is this guy? And then like an hour later realized like, oh, he is shit face drunk. Yeah. Like so drunk. Um, And he like went up to like another guy and started talking to him. I'm like, oh, this, this fucker. So I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to think twice about it. And then um, he followed up and called and was like, I know I was so drunk, but I really meant it. And I was like, okay, I'll give you a chance. And so what was the first date? First date was, um, I want to say like dinner, wine and some appetizers and just talking. Okay. 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 I like to talk. And this, this was in California. This was, yeah. In LA. Okay. All right. So he's been here. He. Yeah. He's been here for like 10 years. Um, but honestly, I, it took me like three months to really decide that like, we're going to date just because of that first meeting. I was so like. (laughs) cautious from that yeah even though he did nothing else to show me that he was that guy it was just like a fluke but it was just like a weird first impression so i just wanted to make sure yeah um and i i you know i'm so protective of my heart that i really want to make sure this was a good guy and he is just the kindest man ever and um, he was like very cute together on there oh Looked very happy we are very happy how would you characterize uh your romantic life prior to meeting him um i would say romantic life god i'm trying to find like a word other than slutty (laughs) (laughs) um but was it slutty i mean you you, did you see you you were in some serious relationships oh yeah but then periods of yes swinging the sluttiness other in between. Got it. Yeah, no, I think Natural. I've definitely been like a relationship oriented person and have always wanted that. I I like that one on one connection, um, but I have enjoyed being single in my sure single moments. I think I was single for three years before I met Chad. Oh wow! Yeah, 
So I'll just go ahead and break the ice on this topic. Yes. Uh, Dan Owen, Matt McConkie, once upon a time, mm-hmm. uh, went out. Yes. Yeah. You guys were in your 20s. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was even. You were younger, younger. than. I, yeah, I yeah. was 24. Wait a slide so that you in were there. probably 21. Yeah. Only because I was so immature. That's. I just want to reiterate. <laughs> and as was I. I, mean, I but, 24 and 21, nobody's at their best. Yeah. But yeah. I would say you were doing great. I was very much at my worst in all ways. This is also the first time we've ever interviewed someone that either of us had, (laughs) you know, we're in a relationship with. Um, And we've never really talked about post anything. No, we haven't. I mean, we've had so many warm exchanges. Yes. So we can go back and we can dig back into smiling. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm just, you know, let's. It's a homophilia a, first. Yeah. So how um, did you meet? Well, we met doing Dano's. Uh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Matt auditioned for my first cycle film at AFI, and we didn't fool around or anything throughout the whole process, right? Professional. Right. No, yeah. But we were kind of like, there was like an energy there. Yes. It was, and it was also, it was like an intense project. Project. Yeah. You the, were yeah. like crying and all kinds of. Yeah. Um, on camera. On camera. Yeah, Not yeah. like in the trailer. No, 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 no. <laughs> Although that's acceptable too. <laughs> no, I wish I had. I was yelling had at him me. so much. Um, but I, yeah, it was shortly after that was over. Yeah, it became a thing, and and then it became a real thing. It did, and uh, I, you know, I don't know what I was doing for work, but I was. You were with Kathy. I, I was working for Kathy yeah. Smith, probably. Yeah. And what but that this? didn't matter, you know, like I remember that being like a thing for you at that time. Yeah. Like I, cause I guess cause I was in school. So I felt like that was my life path. Um, but yeah, I remember for you, it was just really hard cause you wanted to be doing so much more. Yeah. And you felt stuck. And I feel like that rubbed off in many. That was a big, big thing. Yeah. That I, yeah, I had this assistant job working for Kathy Smith, America's leading fitness expert. Yes, of course. <laughs> who lived in Santa Monica. I was her assistant for a hundred years. <laughs> we're still we're still close. She lives in Park City, Utah now. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it was a tough gig and it was a tough life. And it also yeah. felt like I was the I, I was older, I should be further along. I'm comparing myself to all my friends who were working and stuff. And I think that that, that definitely cast a shadow over, but, but we had an amazing, it was like a, a solid year. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Right. I mean, it, it was Absolutely. about a year squarely, I'd say. I'd say so too. And I, for sure, my first love. Yeah. Not for you. Yeah. But for me. Well, I, I came out before. a lot earlier yeah. than you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were my first boyfriend actually. I thought okay. that there was one in Prague before. There, that was a th- I mean, yeah, but it was like I knew I was coming back to L.A., so I didn't really get invested. But it was a yeah. relationship in Prague. But when I came back to L.A., I was like, okay, this is. This is the first time, like, friends are meeting a boyfriend. Exactly. Your family friend, met. Yeah. close with his family because they also live in L.A. Yeah. And so. Did it you was live very- together during this time? No. No, but I lived off of Beachwood and you were at UCB all the time. Yeah. So it was like a good. We we were always together, and yeah. uh, Dano had a pug named Shayla, mm. who I loved very much, and 
felt like was a stepdaughter, essentially. Yes. Um, how old was she? She passed away when she was 15. Wow. Um, in the most amazing way. Yeah. Um, she didn't suffer and she didn't like prolong anything. She literally just like woke up one day and was like, I'm going to die. Yeah. And I was like, oh, something's not right. And I took her into the clinic and they're like, leave her here for a couple hours. Um, and they called me like two hours later and they're like, she passed away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got to like change the subject right away. Oh, so <laughs> I can't. I can't with the dead dogs. Sorry. Before she passed, away, when our relationship passed away, yes, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was. Uh, I was definitely the bad guy. I was definitely the, you know, on paper probably. Yeah, okay. because what you broke you know, up with me. Why would you say that? I feel like you broke up with me like right before Valentine's Day or something, or like on Valentine's Day. I don't. There, That's my memory of it. There was a a very like Ross and Rachel were on a break, but we're not broken up. Period. Yes, yes, yes. Where that that then when we got back together, then we were fighting about what happened during that break. <laughs> right. So that was also adding to things. Sure. Which brings up an interesting topic: Was the Jennifer Aniston thing in effect? It what had is just twelve years started. ago. It, yeah, yeah. It was you remember? Years ago? I got you like. For your birthday or something like your first um, DVD set. Yes, like, I st- which I still have the Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston collection. It's yes, called, that so has what's like in there. It's like picture perfect yes. object of my affection and all the classics. R- rumor has it probably one of her other probably you know early two thousand. Yes, and along came Polly, perhaps. No, because was that I don't later. think they could afford that in this gotcha. particular bundle. <laughs> gotcha. No, um, Leprechaun too. Yeah, so then so it was in. It was an ugly and like painful ending, Ugh. as a lot for of them me, are in their twenties. Yeah. But was it for you? I it felt like it was. wasn't for you. It was for me more so because I had never. It was my first breakup and my first heartbreak, yeah. I think. And you broke up with me, so I didn't have like which no one saw. Everyone was like, "Really? Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I did not think that's how this was going to end." Dan, I don't want to yeah. bring up anything uncomfortable, but how how did it, how was the news delivered? From Matt? Yeah. I think we were like in my kitchen or something and you, was it face to face? Yeah, but I kind of don't remember. The- I don't remember exactly. Um, But I think part of me was like, oh, we're going to get back together again. It's okay. Like, and we didn't. Yeah. But I remember also like, um, I was such, because I was so heartbroken by it and you were at the UCB doing... A show oh, where you yeah. were talking about like your sex partners. Mm-hmm. What was that called? Worst laid plans. Yeah. So his bit was like a song about his like former sex partners or something, yeah. which was hard for me in the relationship, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think afterwards I was very like, oh, I'm going to be one of the guys in his song. No, you were never one of the guys in the song. Really? There was a child actor one. Strangely, that is not you. Oh, that, really? Yeah, and that was somebody that I barely dated. But, oh, um, yeah, no, you were not in the song. <laughs> oh, so, that's so uncomfortable. So, bad news in the kitchen. Then, what was your process of like putting it back together after um, after a breakup? A lot of like listening to sad music sure. and just feeling so like sad and emo about it. Um, I remember. 
like reaching out to you a lot, like still wanting to have that connection. Um, <laughs> totally embarrassing, but I might as well admit. Um, there was like some nights that I knew you were performing at UCB. And I was like so heartbroken. And I remember like driving to the Gelson's parking lot and like sitting in my old Volvo at the time and having Shayla like on my lap. Oh my and I'd God. sit there and wait for you to get out of the show to see like if you were happy or not. And I remember one time you got out and you were with like all the girls and you were like laughing and smiling. And I was just like, oh, like, and that's when it hit me. I was like, okay, he's moved on. Like he really has. It's like, Shayla, it's you and me, girl. <laughs> it's very dramatic and beautiful. It was. It was. It was a dramatic time. Yeah. And it's your 20s. It's yeah. 20s. yeah. I learned so much from that, though. And I, th- and I know we had contact after that and saw mm-hmm. each other briefly, but the next time I remember really seeing you was, was years later mm-hmm. when you were walking past Target and I just, like, pulled over oh, yeah. and left the car running and just got out. <laughs> that and, was so fun. Yeah. And yeah, you were shocked to see me. You just left the car running. Yeah. Cause when we hadn't really spoken since then. And I but, think Shayla had just passed away or yeah. something. And you were, yeah. you were aware of that. Yeah. And, uh, but, and that was also the first time I knew, Oh, I have, you know, been forgiven. There's, there's yeah. not, you know, Oh yeah. You weren't like carrying that around. Oh no. I, I never, I mean, maybe like a year after or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since then, <sighs> since what's, then. what's been your dating history between, uh, between. So your, I, your premier performance with Matt <laughs> and your current the first. Engagement. And then, then I was with, um, a publicist for like two years. Uh-huh. Um, and then I had another relationship for probably almost three years. Yeah. Um, and now I'm on my fourth, hopefully last. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're like, you're in for the long term. You're kind of. Uh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. This I'm, is pretty. Re- I mean, this is a first, not first time you yeah. live with someone, but you're like, you're, you're creating a home together. You're- exactly. It's my first time doing that. I've moved in with someone. It's our first time having a house together and creating that together. And, um, really just being in a place of my life where I, I know this is what I want. Mm. And no dogs. Very soon. I'm but gonna get cats. So my, my boyfriend has a cat. Um, What's going on with you and this cat? It's a love-hate relationship. Oh, Dana. Do you see this scratch? No. It scratched my nose the other night. But I've seen you indicating a lot yeah. that you and the cat so here's are my trouble. Issue. I treat the cat like a dog, and it doesn't like it. Right. But sometimes it does, and I don't know how to, like, feel it out. So, like, this, you know, cats are kind of, like, keep to themselves. But I'm like, no, like, you're going to love me. I need affection. I have a lot of affection to give. You're going to be, like the source of this. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning and I'm like, he's like sleeping in his little room. I'm like, Monty, wake up. Like giving him a hug. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Every time I get home, I just like lift him in my arms. I'm really trying to train him to, to be more dog. Like, yeah. To be more like docile and like <laughs> affectionate and sure. loving. And it really is working sometimes. Even Chad's like, I don't know how you got him to like sit in your lap and curl up. Wow. Like that. So how do you think a dog is going to, I think Adapt. a dog is going to be interesting, <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. Um, 
but I've waited so long. Like when my other dog passed away, it's probably been four years now. Um, and I'm this way with relationships too. I have such a loyalty, whoever, whatever that was, I can't just jump into the next thing. Um, cause my heart is still like attached to it. So I'm finally like healed from it. Um, we just planted her ashes in like a tree in our backyard. Um, and so, yeah, the plan's been to rescue a dog. Um, we were going to go after the VMAs, but now we're going to go out of town again, end of this month. So I'm hoping in October. It's exciting. Yeah. I can't wait. Time. The holidays are just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And we have all this space now. So it just makes sense. Yeah. Get it done. Um, and do you guys talk about any other milestones in the future? Um, other than marriage, what else? marriage, babies, <laughs> any oh. of that stuff is, it- um, yeah, we talk about it, but, um, not seriously yet. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like it's so weird with having children. I, I always thought I would. And now the older I'm getting, the less sure I am. Mm. Um, just cause I'm getting more and more settled in my ways and I still feel like there's so much I want to do and I don't know how that would work. And is he older, younger? He's, um, two years older. Yeah. Um, and how about mom and dad? Mom and dad are great. Crazy. Um, I don't know what you know about my dad. I know a little. Yeah. So my dad came out of the closet. Oh, wow. At age 70. Okay. Um, so this was two years ago. Wow. Which was a huge upheaval in my family. Were your parents together at the time? Yes. Okay. They together for 45 years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Do, are so, they still living together? No. Oh. So they sold their house that we kind of grew up in, basically. Yeah. And they're both living in one-bedroom apartments. Um, they're still best friends, though. It's so wow. interesting. So talk me through it. What was... so? <laughs> Basically. Did you ever suspect, first of all? Um, my dad had kind of told me some like bisexual experimentation throughout his life, especially when I came out. He was kind of like, oh, yeah, well, I um, but I didn't realize how much a part of his life it was. He was. And now I now I know he's telling me all these stories like too much, like <laughs> glory holes and oh my god, uh, you know crazy things. I'm looking back like oh I remember like sitting at home with my mom every Friday night because you had like some work thing. He's like no I was going to WeHo every Friday night. Wow, I'll be damned. I know. How much of this did your mom know? So she found out a lot later, but I think. At some point, there must have been some revelation for her. Yeah. Um, I think the kids were already out of the house, me and my brother. And for some reason, they decided to stay together, which is sort of beautiful. It's like marriage is more than just sex. It's this partnership, which is really something they formed. Um, But it's been really interesting. Like my dad's on Grindr and Scruff and he'll be like, can you help me? with my phone and I go on, it's like, what's silver daddies? Like, Oh my God. Yeah, it's really intense. Gonna ask like, what are the social options for a senior gay? So it's very interesting. Like I've offered with my boyfriend to go with him to bars and like help be his wingman. He goes, I don't need your help. <laughs> That's very sweet. Yeah. It sounds like he does. I mean, he has, no, he's doing well practice. Yeah. He's having a lot of sex, which is good. I think he's getting a lot out of his system. I just, 
I think there's that weird thing just from the age that he was in where there's so much um, weight on the sex part of being gay mm-hmm. that you don't kind of get to experience the identity part. Right. And that was so much of what he hid that now it's like sex, sex, sex. And I just would like for him eventually to feel like a relationship with someone or more than just that. And when he came out, what I can only imagine it's this mix of, you know, pride that he is finally, you know, Mm -hmm. living his truth, but also betrayal on the part of your mom. And I I didn't realize how angry I was. Um, Because at first it was so much of the pride and so much of like, I have to support this man as another gay man. And especially my dad to just imagine how much of his life he kept a secret and how hard that must have been for so many years and how proud I am of him for really claiming who he is. Um, But on the other side of that, it's like, wait, like my mom, like that sucks. Like she kind of gave her whole life to this marriage. And And that's been sort of like the hard part moving forward is my dad has this very um, clear goal in mind now. And my mom's like, well, where do I go? Like, what's my path now? Because I I thought my future was you. And if that's not you, then. And has this been like a reinvention for her too? I think it will be. It's just taking her more time because it wasn't her choice. You know, it's just one of those things. Wow. How did he tell her? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know exactly. Um, but yeah. But when holidays come around, they're the whole family's together. And we're, they're... Yeah, we're all together all the time <laughs> still. Wow. It's, it's pretty crazy. And that was part of the reason why um, Chad and I moved to North Hollywood was to be closer to my family because they're getting older. Yeah. And they can, and your dad can be open in front of your mom and it's all cool. Totally. Sometimes he's too open and I'm like, please, like, we don't have to hear about like the threesome you had last night. This is crazy. I mean, he has a wild, like it's, it's so much. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Jeez, Dano. That was explosive. <laughs> thank you, you got for all being the details. Here. Oh, this was so fun. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you guys. Do you feel like you got everything out of this that you hoped <laughs> to? And I think I feel like it opened good old wounds. No, no, no. I think JK. It's, it's you know, it's it's very healing. It is. You know, it is. And I'm not that you need me to be proud of you, but I'm so proud mm-hmm. of you. Thank I'm so you. Happy and likewise, you. likewise, it's awesome to see you on the path you belong to. Dan O'Cherney. Thank Later you for being skaters. Here. Bye.